Welcome to another episode of the Impro Pod Podcast. Today in the studio, I have Roland O'Connor. So what's your relationship with improvisation? Well, as, as you very well know, I'm, I'm a big fan. We started off the Be Water Jam night. It's been going, what, six years now? I love it. But I think especially the idea that things can just come out of nowhere, which you can then develop and record and make something out of a moment where there wasn't something before. I think it, I think improvisation also makes you very much in the moment, whereas sometimes if you're playing in bands and you're playing songs that you've played an awful lot, you sort of go into automatic playing and you're disappearing into other places or whatever. Tell us a bit about uh, the jam. So it started off in London, actually, and where I was just doing a jam night, and then I realised that I wanted to make it as improvised as possible. I feel like having very simple kind of rules allows creativity to really flourish within that. I find that in all kinds of creativity. play a piece of music and I want you to tell me what it makes you think of in terms of any thoughts, emotions, ideas that come into your mind sure. kind of thing. All right. think of that i mean you can be as honest as you like started off with a real sense of dread and foreboding something ominous but then very quickly resolved that really nicely i think my mind was trying to go to somewhere imagery wise and i instantly went to part of the moors because i think it's easy to picture something beautiful and landscape when it comes to that but actually it's less about that for me at the moment it's more about the emotional journey to it maybe think think of gershwin Mm. as well obviously he was known to play a jazz chord or two on the piano, but he's been on my mind and there was certain aspects that I think were in, what's that really famous one of his, is it Rhapsody? And not that it was sound derivative at all. So do you see music in, in terms of visual imagery? Not always. I think for me it stays more in a feeling sort of thing. Sometimes I see imagery. One thing I found interesting that never had a conversation about is that often when I'm practising, learning a piece or something, if I'm thinking about a certain person or a certain situation or something personal or something like that, for some reason I dwell on it and then playing that piece later on, that same thing pops up. I wonder how much music brings the images with it and how much you attach things. But it's interesting to take things from subconscious and make them conscious and I think that's what music's really good at. Often there's so many things floating around our brain, little thoughts and feelings and sometimes music can bring that to the surface. And I think what you did beautifully with that song there for me unwittingly is to bring me from a place of feeling dread to actually resolving it really beautifully i'd like you to tell me a story of some kind and what i'm going to do is i'm going to break the story down into sections and then improvise a piece of music to the story when I was younger, I had a really good uh, friend, still do. He was my best man when I got married this year. We were both geeks when we first started out. We're, we're both still geeks, yeah. <laughs> we did Warhammer, made model ships and things like that. He was always very good at painting them. 
and I was clap dash because I wanted to just make them and then play with them. And we played with them a bit and recreated sort of famous battleship things. And then when we got a little bit older, it got a bit boring. My dad had some air guns, so he basically top, took them out into the garden and shot the shit out of them with with air rifles, which was a lot of fun. He had a Titanic, which he was so proud of. He had it sort of up on his shelf. Uh, and then a few years later, we were blowing the hell out of it with two two and one seven seven air rifles. So that's my story. When we were children, we were being a bit more adult and geeky. And then when we got older, we got more childish. <laughs> That's an interesting juxtaposition for you to play with. Well, how no, old were you then? Were you like in your 30s? Early 20s, I think. Oh, okay. Well, maybe teens, but I think early 20s. Yeah. And then when we didn't have enough of that, we got some Lego and built Lego and smashed that out of it. But... So it's just this age thing. How do you portray yeah, I mean, age in music? I suppose you could look at something very nursery rhymish and simple to show the sort of the age youth, but then maybe done in a really good way. Probably some Mozart's quite good for that, isn't it? But then at the same time, we're not, not quite as sophisticated as Mozart. But you're not either. Okay, that's, that's, that's a relief. And then later on, maybe a bit more of a, I don't know, more complex, but fun. Yeah. That sort of juxtaposition between age and maturity and not necessarily going the right way, I'd say Mozart's a pretty good source of reference for that. modulate it too much yeah i started off in a good place started off in that simple childish sort of thing taking things maybe a bit too seriously but also being quite childish the interesting thing was i was like how are you going to do that that's two quite opposite things being young a bit more sensible and old and a bit sillier and how do you get from place to place like that and actually where you went which i think was very wise was went to a dark place in order to pivot that and that makes perfect sense you're a child, you don't have any worries in the world, you take yourself really seriously, then loads of taxes and relationships come and get in the way, and then suddenly you're like, actually, do you know what, let's just get our guns and shoot, <laughs> shoot these silly things that we thought seriously about, because life's too short. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I struggled a little bit to get the, uh, the sense of growing up with the sense of also not growing up, in terms of 
But I think it's, it's, a, it's a sense of growing up, but then it's the shooting things is, is like a reaction to growing up. That's not part of us growing up. That's part of us getting away from growing up. I feel like that's how people balance the seriousness of being older is by getting drunk to be silly and forget about it all. But yeah, maybe a more healthy option is air rifles and, and model ships. So do you think another story, something will contrast? My mind's drawing a blank. I'm, I'm more thinking of like emotions in places that I'm at rather than a story with a beginning, middle and end. Okay. So if you give us an idea of emotion. A thing that I'm thinking a lot about, I work a lot for Greenpeace. The world we're, we're in at the moment, we've got this sort of climate change craziness going on and most of the world not really caring about it. And even if they don't, what more can they do about it? And a lot of the world is in this sort of consumerist, capitalist sort of culture. And also me being, like yourself, really into music and technology and liking microphones and computers and all these different things. It's a lot to manage. I guess there's a paradoxical element. Of course. You're working in a recording studio. Yeah. You think, well, how do they get these minerals and gold? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that goes into making this kit. Yeah. And to extract it's quite Yeah. Difficult. We're not consuming it at the same rate as a lot of other things phones and especially vapes which is a big thing for Greenpeace at the moment and these things they use batteries people mine them up and then they're just getting thrown away the powers that be could be putting a lot more into recycling but they're not because it doesn't make as much money it's just the fact that money is driven by everything but at the same time I'm driven by money I have to be I guess trying to balance the needs of things with being responsible and also trying to just enjoy your life could you talk about that kind of emotion of the paradox that experience yeah the experience is feeling feeling like I need to feel responsible. I should be responsible for what we do as we live in a first world country. And although we're not the richest of the country, we're of the richest in the world. And just balancing, feeling like you need to do something with also being responsible about for your own self, your own sanity, your own well-being and being able to lead a good life and also being able to look after your family. Yeah, felt like it started in a dark place, which is understandable. I really like that. That was my mind trying to work out lots of complicated things. Mm. And then every chord was like looking at it from a different perspective and trying to put that into a place. I, I, what I was hoping it was going to happen was 
going to sort of fade into sort of blissful, happy bit where I'm going into nature and where I'm forgetting about it or I'm integrating it, I'll come to some sort of resolution. That's still what I'm hoping for my life as well, so it's, it ties in. That's how I feel a lot and that's how a lot of people feel is stuck in thinking these things like how are we getting to this place and still very little is being done. There's got to be a way that we can do it. There's got to be a reason for it. There's got to be trying to make some sense out of it, getting stuck in trying to make sense out of it. I was to ask you to record some guitar. With, with that in, in mind, that slightly paradoxical thing about, you know, we've got to do something about this planet and this thing where I still need to exist and make money. And, yeah, you know, I, I don't think I'd do it as much justice as you're doing it because I've not been pr- playing guitar very much. Even at the jam nights, I feel like I'm just not right there at the moment making my record and and I'm much more in having had the ideas and developing them and getting parts exactly right. So I think I could do that really well, but it, I wouldn't be able to do it improvised like that. But I'm interested what you're doing there. How are you processing that? What's your thought processes between what I've said and... Most of the time I try and think about as little as possible. Yeah. So to start with, it's like the big thing, there's some kind of issue here and then that kind of little melodic thing is like a nagging thought. I took the sort of same theme and then changed the harmony around a bit. But I do find it quite difficult to analyse. Too many things at once. I find that music is less right. effective. What do you mean by too many things at once? So if I was thinking about, oh, well, what could be he could be going through right now? All of this stuff that's to do with how your family's responding, its relationship with technology. If I start thinking about all of that stuff, then it, I can't really play. In fact, even that idea that there's a lot going on. That's pressure, yeah. That's yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah, I suppose the idea of music is to simplify that somehow, isn't it? Take all that and just make it simpler and then just take it away. I just find there's like a kind of mental discipline that you have to go through in terms of getting the clarity of my mind, but also thinking about what I'm trying to do. You feel like you have a purpose. So thinking about that, but also not trying to go too deep into it. Do you think in terms of chords and like going to minor and major for happy and sad and things like that? Sometimes. There's a, a practical kind of side of my brain kicks in. There's an interesting process where you're dealing with your knowledge of music and also sometimes lack of knowledge. Mm-hmm. I haven't studied that particular type of music. So you just have to come up with something. The, the whole balance between thinking and not thinking is one of the greatest challenges in music, really. Mm. It's like how much you're thinking about it and how much you're just letting it flow. And I don't think there's any conclusive proof as to what the answer is to all of that. Be reminded me of a forest, not much happening, tranquil environment. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a good vibe to put across. 
When I play acoustic, if you just hold the open E or the open A, it just puts a nice bass on it. So I do a lot of playing in E major and A major and just me messing around on that and just seeing what happens. I change chord a bit and modulate it slightly because I'm thinking a bit more about writing like jazz pro progressions. And so I think a bit closer to being able to do that than I, I normally am. I normally just stay in one key. But what I was thinking about, not anything specific, more emotions and feelings and feeling how I was going. It tends to stay quite non-specific for me. I have to try in order to make something specific. Forest is a good one, yeah. Like that sort of thing that you'd feel in a beautiful green, lots of sunlight pouring through the trees. So what did you get out of this podcast? Uh... No, I've got a lot from it. I, it's, it's, um, I really enjoyed being here. I'm glad you're doing this. Thank you very much for being on the podcast. Join us again next week for another episode of Impropod. Thanks for listening. <laughs>